But today, we're looking at another aspect of being blessed and its connection with relating to people. I'm going to read in a few minutes uh, from 1 Peter chapter 3, where Peter is nearing the end of his life, and he writes a letter to believers in an area called Asia Minor, modern-day Turkey, uh, that area. But because it was written years ago, it doesn't mean say it doesn't have any relevance for us today. And I'm going to read um, from 1 Peter 3. Now, women, wives, don't switch off at the beginning as I'm reading this, okay? Peter is writing about how we relate to people. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation, chapter 3, for the first 18 verses. And he says, in the same way, you wives must accept the authority of your husbands. Don't switch off, please. Then, even if some refuse to obey the good news, your godly lives will speak to them without any words. They will be won over by observing your pure and reverent lives. Don't be concerned about the outward beauty of fancy hairstyles, expensive jewelry, or beautiful clothes. <clears throat> you should clothe yourselves instead with the beauty that comes from within, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is so precious to God. This is how the holy women of old made themselves beautiful. They put their trust in God and accepted the authority of their husbands. For instance, Sarah obeyed her husband, Abraham, and called him her master. You are her daughters when you do what is right without fear of what your husbands might do. In the same way, you husbands must give honor to your wives. Treat your wife with understanding as you live together. She may be weaker than you are, maybe, might not be, but she, may, but she is your equal partner in God's gift of new life. Treat her as you should so your prayers will not be hindered. Finally, all of you should be of one mind, sympathize with each other, love each other as brothers and sisters, be tender-hearted, and keep a humble attitude. Don't repay evil for evil. Don't retaliate with insults when people insult you. Instead, pay them back with a blessing. That is what God has called you to do, and he will grant you his blessing. For the scriptures say, if you want to enjoy life and see many happy days, keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Turn away from evil and do good. Search for peace and work to maintain it. The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right, and his ears are open to their prayers. But the Lord turns his face against those who do evil. Now, who will want to harm you if you're eager to do good? But even if you suffer for doing what is right, God will reward you for it. So don't worry or be afraid of the threats. Instead, you must worship Christ as Lord of your life. And if someone asks you, about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. But do this in a gentle and respectful way. Keep your conscience clear. Then if people speak against you, they will be ashamed when they see what a good life you live because you belong to Christ. Remember, it is better to suffer for doing good, if that's what God wants, than to suffer for doing wrong. Christ suffered for our sins once for all time. He never sinned, but he died for sinners to bring you safely home to God. He suffered physical death, but he was raised to life in the spirit. You know, as we have interjected into Peter's letter here, Peter didn't write in chapters. He originally just wrote a letter to the church here. And his instructors in this part of his letter about how we honor and respect other people and instructs us regarding those in authority and slaves for their bosses or their masters and speaks about wives in relation to husbands and husbands in relation to your wives. Though I found it difficult to say as husbands, treat your wife with understanding as you live together. 
Now, I don't, it's quite difficult to understand how a woman's mind works. No, if you're a man, you know it's difficult how they think and how they act. But the Bible says we have to try and understand as we live together. But then he says, finally, all of you, I am not too heavy on this today, but there's a reality in which connected to authority, but we need to submit to authority. We need to respect human authority, worker uh, boss's authority, and then relation to husbands, relating, wives relating to the husband's authority, but also that's too big a subject for today. Still, stay with me. But I believe, generally speaking, that authority, spiritual authority comes into our lives when we submit to authority. Authority comes through submission to authority. And even though he talks about wives and husbands there, sadly, that gets abused from time to time in his relationship. And the husband has a greater responsibility. Husbands need to remember, she is your equal partner in God's gift of new life. And Peter says, listen to the husband, if you don't treat your wives right, God's not going to answer your prayers. Paraphrase, that's the gist of it. No, we, I learned that lesson early on in my marriage. You know, Ephesians, when Paul writes in Ephesians 5, he says, wives submit to your husband's authority. Then verse 25, he goes on to say, husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. I remember quite early on in our marriage, I said to Kathy, make me a cup of tea. She said, no. And this started as a wee bit of banter for a little while. Eventually I got to say, Kathy, the Bible says you have to submit to my authority. Go make me a cup of tea. <laughs> Kathy says, the Bible says you have to love me as Christ loved the church. When you start loving me as Christ loved the church, I'll start making you a cup of tea. <laughs> okay? Suffice to say, I still make most of the cups of tea in my house. <laughs> but today, three aspects I want to look at. Well, 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 I was going to entitle the message, Rosetta, are you better? But I thought that would be lost in so many of the people that are in here today. If you're too young to remember that, speak to one of the godly older ones. First of all, we need to relate well. One of our culture values in your life is honor. We honor God, but we need to honor people because it's right to do so, but because we believe God, Peter teaches here, it brings blessing into our life. He's saying, finally, all of you, as he goes through all the aspects, he says, all of us, we need to sympathize with each other, love one another, be tender-hearted, be humble in your attitude, and we all have attitude. Uh, we all show attitude. But he said, your attitude should be right. We constantly choose which attitude we show the world, but we need to have an attitude which is God-glorifying and people-honoring. How we treat people can determine how much blessing God brings into life. Disrespect hinders us, but we honor it helps. Think about it. God loves people. Unconditionally, lavishly, unendingly. God loves people. What? And if we are horrible to people, what do you think God feels like? This might be a revelation to you, but God loves you to bits. He loves you incredibly, lavishly. You can't do anything to make him love you more or anything to make him love you less. He just loves you unconditionally. That might be a revelation to you. This might be a revelation to you. 
he loves the person beside you as well. Obviously not as much as he loves you, but he loves the person <laughs> beside you as well. That is a blinding revelation to some of you. But what is more, the people you struggle with, the people who have been nasty to you, the people you're struggling to forgive, God loves them just as much as he loves you. And he's pained when we don't relate well to people. Listen, when somebody hurts or slanders or is nasty to somebody that you love, how do you feel about it? Put yourself in God's shoes. Understand we're real people. We're living in a real world. And we're not programmed robots who behave impeccably at all times. But you know, there's a link to how we treat people to the blessing that God can put into our lives as we read this chapter. It's individually and collectively. We love Psalm 133, which will be part of our readings this week, I believe next Saturday. And God says, the psalmist says, How good, how pleasant, how wonderful, how pleasant when people dwell together in harmony and unity. Harmony is as refreshing as a dew from Mount Hermon that falls on the mountains of Zion. There the Lord has pronounced his blessing, even life everlasting. I.e., how you treat one another is in relation to how much God is going to bless. And do you know why that unity and that harmony is so refreshing? Because it's so contrary to the world we live in. It's contrary to what's going on in the world. But when we treat people well, when we honor people, respect people, and live together in harmony, unity, you know, I know it's not easy, but see when we do that, God just commands blessing upon blessing upon blessing upon blessing. We need to relate to people well in order to receive or be blessed in our life. But not only do we need to relate well, we need to retaliate well. You need to retaliate well. You know, when I was younger, I used to have a lot of football coaches, kids' teams, maybe still happens, and they'll tell their players, so when you're going out, retaliate first. Basically, don't wait till somebody kicks you before you kick them. You kick them first. You kick them and kick them hard. No, uh, I'm now uh, at an age where I can't play and do play walking football, which is a non-contact sport, allegedly. Okay. Okay. But you know men never grow up. And you've got men in their 50s, 60s, 70s who still think they're in their 20s. And whenever they put on football, their trainers and football stripes, they, th- they get back, their minds go back to when they were 20 and 30 and younger than that and try and kick everything inside. Okay? But even in that non contact, grown up, mature men, there's still an expression when you get a team, let them know you're there, is an expression that's used. Now, for the innocent, are the godly-minded, are those who are uninitiated? That doesn't mean to say, hey, I'm Jim, it's good to see you today. Welcome, what's your name? What they mean is, hit them hard and hit them early so that you're intimidating them. Retaliate first. If you've ever played football, you know what I'm talking about. But in life, that's what the world is. But you know, that's not bringing blessing into our life. As Jesus follows, we can think badly at times. 
when we perceive somebody is against us or done something wrong to us. But Peter instructs us here, in order to receive blessing of God, don't repay evil for evil. Don't retaliate with insults when people insult you. Instead, pay them back with a blessing. This is Peter that said that. If Peter had written that to me, I'd have said, Peter, you're the guy who chopped a sword out and swapped a guy's ear off, and you're telling me to repair, repay with blessing. Who do you think you are? But Peter learned lessons. See, Jesus rebuked him at that point. As a young man, he said, Peter, that's not what we are. That's not what we do. Live by the sword, die by the sword, Peter. That's not what we are. But now Peter has matured. He's an older man. He's learned and he's grown in his faith and in his relationship with God. And he's enjoying the blessing and not the rebuke of God. And he tells us, pay them back with a blessing. Don't retaliate with insults. Yeah, but you don't know what they say about me. You don't know what they've done to me. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We're not responsible for other people. We're responsible for ourselves. Jesus actually said this in Luke 6. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who hurt you. If someone slaps you on one cheek offer the other cheek also if someone demands your coat offer your shirt also now that, that's not necessarily literally okay I can see at the end of the service in the TQ hey can I slap you in the face okay yeah why about the other one as well hey I like your coat oh we want my shirt as well okay but it's a principle listen it's how we relate and listen Let's be real. Can I be real? I'll be real for a second. Sometimes it's easier in your heart and spirit to feel retaliation. For instance, somebody can come say, didn't like your preaching today. My first thought is, well, you're saying it's rubbish. Okay? You go in the defensive and you think, how can I get back at you? And that's just a silly example, but it gets the point over. Somebody can say something that they don't like about you. It's maybe only me. But my first thought then is, well, there's something about you I don't like. But that's not how we get the blessing of God in our life. We retaliate well. And I've learned this through the years. And I'll be honest, there have been times in various occasions in my life when I pray, I've prayed for God's hand on people, but in my heart, it wasn't a hand of blessing I was wanting on them. It was a hand of judgment. That's my bad. Peter has grown into a place where I'm not going to cut you off. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to honor you. I'm not going to retaliate badly. I'm going to retaliate well. Because when you relate well to people when you retaliate well become to a third belt you release a well you release a well of blessing into your life and I believe God wants to release wells of blessing into our life do I have to retaliate well? no only if you want a blessed life 
if you want a blessed life, you need to retaliate well. Listen to what Peter says. Don't retaliate with insults. Instead, bless them. And this is what God has called you to do. And he will grant you his blessing. It's conditional. Don't retaliate with insults. Instead, be an instead person. Bless them. This is what God has called you to do. And he will grant you his blessing. Proverbs 10, 22, Amplified Version says this. The blessing of the Lord brings true riches. And he adds no sorrow to it. For it comes as a blessing from God. I want that in my life. I want that in my life. I want that in my life. Peter says, retaliate well, and he will grant you his blessings. You know, I know this is not easy. I know it's difficult. But when we pay them back with, pay them back with blessing, God has called us to do that, and he'll grant us his blessing. And then he goes on to say what the scriptures say, quoting from Psalm 34, blessing of long, happy life, peace, answered prayer answered prayer the eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right and his ears are open to their prayers basically you relate well you retaliate well God hears and answers your prayers and he pours out and releases a well of blessing into your life the band are going to come up because this is a serious challenge to us all and to some in particular. And please hear my heart today. I don't wish to minimize the pain in your life from other people. But I do want to maximize the blessing of God in your life. I'm not minimizing how you've been hurt, you've been treated. But I want you to enjoy the blessing of God to its fullest. We are about to take communion, and Jesus is the greatest example of this. If you read the prophetic book of Isaiah about Jesus' death and manner of death, we read phrases like this. His face so marred, disfigured, he seemed hardly human. He was despised. He was rejected. We didn't even care. Mankind. He carried our weaknesses, our sorrows, weighed him down. He was pierced for our rebellion. He was crushed for our sin. He was unjustly condemned. He was oppressed. He was harshly treated yet he never said a word Jesus related well to people and he retaliated well to people the abuse the hurt physical, emotional spiritual, every kind of pain he received it on our behalf and it says that he didn't utter a word, he didn't utter a word and condemnation or rebuke 
but he uttered these words Father forgive them they don't know what they're doing and as we take communion in here today there's some of us we need to come to that place no matter the pain no matter the hurt it says Father forgive them I forgive them I forgive them Father I forgive them and as I say I have a heavy heart because I know it can be difficult but my heart beyond the heaven, it says, God, I want, you to, I want them to know the blessing of God in their life. I want them to be released. I want a releasing of the well of blessing into their life. Jesus related well to various groups and individuals. He retaliated well when he was oppressed and harshly. Greatest miscarriage of justice and abuse we've seen. But because of that, this is what God says, I will give him the honours of a victorious soldier. I will give him the name which is above every name. Jesus has been there. And in his relation to people and his retaliation, he did it well. And because of that, God has given him a name. God has placed him and given him all the honors of a victorious soldier and given him a name and an honor above everything else. God has blessed Jesus in a sense beyond all measure by what he's done. And today, he wants to bless us. He wants us to know his blessing. As Peter says, blessing comes for how we relate to people. Maybe you've not related well to people. As we come round the communion table, so to speak, you can just say, Father, I'm sorry. And I'm making a decision to relate well to people. You may be here today and you felt like retaliating and it's a battle. But this morning, I believe the Spirit of God is here and he's telling us to let it go and to retaliate well. And I pray, God, you heal the heart that's in people's lives, the way they've been treated. But help us not to repay evil with evil, but just to bless people who have mistreated us and forgive them. Father God, thank you. We mistreated you, but you've forgiven us through Jesus. And you're pouring out your blessing in our life. And maybe you're here today and you've never accepted Jesus as your Savior. You've rejected Jesus so far as your Savior. As we come round and take this bread and a waver and wine represents his body which is broken for you and his blood that we shed for you just as you're taking that you can say Father God thank you Jesus you died for me I've missed you I've rejected you but you've accepted me and you've paid my punishment for me Jesus come and be my saviour thank you for your blood which you shed to forgive me your body broken to make me whole today in this place I'm sorry that I've messed you up. But Father, I receive the forgiveness that comes through Jesus. And as we do that, do some serious business with God. But for all of us, let's search our hearts and if there's things in our life we think, I've not treated them well. I've had bad thoughts, bad feelings, bad actions. Lord, I'm sorry. Help me to relate well. Help me to retaliate well. And Lord, I pray that you'll release a well of blessing over all of our lives. Father God, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for your forgiveness in our lives. Thank you for 
Jesus going through all that pain, that rejection, that, all that hurt in every area. We'll never fully understand it. But it was our sin, it was our mess-ups that caused that pain in his life. And yet he says, forgive them. Thank you for forgiving us. Lord, I pray today for those who don't know you, Lord, that they'll accept you as Savior right now. But I pray for all of us where there's issues where you're speaking to us this morning that we'll make a decision to relate well and retaliate well. And as we do, I pray, Father God, that you'll pour out a well of blessing into every life. In Jesus' name. Let's take these emblems. Thank you, Lord.